Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We are so excited to be diving into the topic of dating. I thought it would be a really great idea to touch on dating, but not just one aspect of dating, but actually the mistakes that so many of us, including myself, have made in dating. And so I know, especially me coming from the perspective as someone who is single and still in the dating world, the dating world can be such a daunting place. And I think it can be a very discouraging place, which is why There's so many lessons that I've learned along the way and so many lessons that Marissa has learned along the way, even though she is in a different season of life being married. But we just wanted to come together and encourage any discouraged single guy or girl out there who is just feeling really, I don't know, like they're struggling in the dating world and maybe want some advice on how to date better through our personal experiences and through what we've learned. So today we are going to dive into 10 mistakes you might be making in dating and ways that you can change them in a very right and good and hopefully transformative way. So just to emphasize, I know you guys know us so well probably by this point, but in case this is the first episode you are hearing from us, I'm Bree and I am single. So that is the perspective that I'm speaking from. And Marissa over here, she is married. And so we are speaking from two different perspectives, but I think that is the power in this conversation and the power in why I feel so excited and passionate about us speaking on this topic today, because it's not just for me, someone who's still in the dating scene and maybe can still feel that tug of discouragement. It is also for Marissa, who has navigated that as well as come on the other side (laughs) of it, if you will, and is now married. So yeah, we're really excited to touch on these 10 mistakes today. So to jump right on in, the first point that I want to emphasize is that in dating, you will struggle so, so hard if your metric of success is the outcome of a relationship. And so I know that in dating, ultimately we're going on dates, we're meeting people, we're putting ourselves out there because we want to meet someone and we want to end up in a relationship. I think that would be silly to say if that's not some sort of desire or metric of success. But if there's anything that I have learned through my dating experiences is that for one, a lot of them don't work out and they're not meant to. But I think when we get so caught up on the fact that we're going on these dates and it's not working out and we're not entering into that relationship, that is when we get muddled, defeated, and just flat out discouraged in our dating life. But what if I told you that the ultimate metric of success in dating is not the outcome of a relationship, but it's truly just the opportunity to connect with someone, to date someone well, and also learn what it's like to be pursued well and learn more about what you desire in a partner. I think for myself, the moment that I shifted the perspective that oh gosh, this experience with this guy was not a successful one because it didn't end up leading to a relationship. When I reframed that mindset and transformed it into being one of, wow, 
that was such a successful dating experience with this person because I connected with this person. I went on such fun dates. I had such great conversations. I learned so much more about how I want to feel, how I want to be pursued. Yeah, it didn't work out. And no, I will not be entering a relationship with this person. But whoa, did I learn so much about myself, so much about what I want in a future partner. And what an honor it was to get to connect with a man in this way or connect with a girl in this way if you're a guy that is listening. And so the moment that I transformed my perspective that, you know what, no, sometimes, oftentimes a relationship's not the greatest outcome out of going on dates with someone, but there's an outcome that's even greater. And that is truly the lesson, lessons learned, harnessing that connection with someone and just taking the deep belief into your heart of like, whoa, if I can experience something so good, even if it's just one trait of this person, or maybe it was multiple traits of this person or the way that this person made you feel, if I can feel this incredible with someone I'm going on dates with and it not work out, I can only be that much more excited for the future of my person and how much more I'll feel that experience when it does work out. So point number one, transform your metric of success. If it's not a relationship as the ultimate outcome, know that your dating experience is still successful if you had a beautiful opportunity to connect with someone through going on dates. Love that one so much. That brings me to mistake number two, which is you're dating unintentionally. So at least for us, and this is kind of just based on just the age we're at, and obviously Bree's wanting to find her lifelong partner, and that was the lens that I was viewing it through as well. And I know if you're younger, this might be a little bit different, but I'm going to be viewing dating with intention as dating for marriage. And so when I look at it through that lens, there are kind of two elements that I'm really focused on. And I think the first one is finding somebody who really values my time. So if I'm going to be going on a date with somebody, I need to know that they're going to take that dating aspect and take it seriously and recognize that they're investing their time well and that I'm doing the same. And so an example of this is when I met my husband, we actually lived about like two or three hours from each other. So it definitely wasn't convenient. And so we were having to be super intentional just to see each other and to go on dates and to get to know one another. So that was something that was really important to both of us. And I knew right away that there's going to be a lot of intention in this relationship because it's not going to be easy to see one another. So we're really going to have to set aside time on the weekends or, you know, whatever that kind of looks like as far as scheduling. Right off the bat, it was just causing us to be so intentional with our time and really evaluate, okay, is this relationship is this pursuit, is this getting to know each other process really worth it? So I think if you both can be on the same page that you're taking this seriously and you're respecting one another's time. So when you do go on a date, you're using that time well. And then the second element to that is that you're dating somebody who's trying to reveal their character and you are trying to do the same. So that's something we're going to reference continually throughout. We're just going to keep on saying the word character. So essentially that just means, I think to us, it means revealing somebody's values and motives and truly who they are 
internally as a human being. And so when you're dating somebody, you're very much in that discovery process. And so my goal was to reveal who I was on the inside. And I wanted that person to do the same. I wanted to actually get to know them, not just for the superficial things, not just how they like to spend their time, but truly get to know their character to see, Mm. is this somebody that I can see myself building a life with? And so I think you just have to be honest with yourself and the other person and make sure that in the dating process, you're actually providing space and providing conversations where you can really just authentically reveal your character to one another. Intentionality, baby. So important. Oh, my gosh. And I love that you mentioned character because that takes us to mistake number three, which is you're too focused on chemistry over character. And I just feel like I know that that point is going to sting someone so hard. And that's not to say that chemistry is not important. Do not hear me wrong, especially as the single in this room. Chemistry is so important, but it does not override character. And I think something that I hear so often, I've heard in myself, heard in other friends who've shared their dating experience, is that they associate this person and the person they're going on dates with and their experience of this person with how much physical intimacy they're having. So maybe they kissed and it was really magical, but there's so much of a fixation on the physical chemistry that the person's character is not being properly evaluated. And that's where I really cannot emphasize enough. Do not allow your fierce attraction towards someone or the chemistry you feel towards someone to kind of fog your mind and make you believe that this person is trustworthy or has a character that has not yet proven itself. Just as Marissa said in point number two, ultimately dating is like this discovery. You are discovering this person. You are discovering what sets this person's heart on fire. You're discovering their values, the way they communicate, their love languages. Like you're learning literally the history of this person before you. And if in your if you are in your 20s, there is 20 years of history before you've ever met this person that you are trying to learn and trying to evaluate. And that's a lot. And I think with dating intentionally, it's like you want to be sure that you are intentionally evaluating this person's character. But I think so often in dating, we put chemistry first and character second. And that's kind of what gets us in a mess because we're so focused on how we feel with someone physically that we forget how someone's actually making us feel emotionally. And I think so often that's why we maybe go on more dates than we should with the person or even end up entering into a relationship with someone that we feel all these heightened emotions with. But then when push comes to shove and the chemistry fades, the character isn't there because it wasn't properly evaluated. So that's why I cannot emphasize enough Please let the chemistry exist, but do not allow that to take priority over someone's character. I think that might be one of my favorite points. I know we're both so passionate about that, but it is just truly because chemistry can be so deceiving. Mm -hmm. I think it can come on quick. It can fade quick. And I'll also say that if you are with the right person with a strong character, 
I believe that chemistry can really build. So you might not feel it right away, but as you actually develop emotional intimacy or you find that they actually care and love for you so well, that chemistry is definitely going to build. So that's just something I kind of want to include. Like if you don't feel it right away, but you know they're an amazing person, that can come and develop with time. Yeah. And I love that too, because I... I can do honestly a whole episode on this of like boundaries within dating specifically, but I think something that on this point I really want to encourage to anyone listening is as hard as it is because of how giddy you may feel or how much chemistry you may feel towards someone, something that I really try to practice in when I'm being pursued or going on dates with someone is not bringing physical intimacy too soon, even like holding someone's hand or kissing just because I want to be evaluating this person with such a like clear lens Mm -hmm. without mimicking what would this be like if this was my boyfriend or this is that it's like, who are you as a person? Like what kind of emotional intimacy can I build with you to even make me desire to hold your hand? And I know that that might sound so intense, but it's like going back to dating intentionally, I'm dating with the intention of getting married that I don't need to play pretend on a date that you're my boyfriend. Like I'm trying to evaluate your character and just trust that if your character checks out, then the chemistry will likely follow, but the character has to be first. So so good yeah (laughs) mistake number four is you're accepting less than what you truly want in the pursuit and this is a quote i reference often but and i'm sure we've all heard it but it's we accept the love we believe we deserve and i just think that is so true and it is so important in dating i think you just have to know first the love that you are worthy of in order to know what the love is that you deserve to receive so that is my number one thing is just upholding that you are so worthy of an amazing love and somebody who is going to love you unconditionally and treat you with the utmost just respect and honor and i feel like Those are things that you just never should compromise on. I think the caveat with this and the part where it gets a little bit tricky is sometimes I think we can have somewhat of unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. So that did pop into my mind when I was thinking of this. And I think it is okay to remove some expectations, but I say that with the utmost care and caution. And what I mean by that is, the superficial things so maybe they don't have the most glamorous job or you know make as much money as you would like or they're not drive the car that you want (laughs) they're not the most handsome man you've ever seen those things really don't matter because again you are looking for a lifelong partner you're evaluating the character so i think the superficial things it is okay if they don't meet your expectations to a t i actually think that's normal but what i do think should fully meet your expectations and hopefully even exceed them are just the character of that individual i really believe that is what we keep emphasizing with dating is just are they pursuing you and treating you with love and passion? And honestly, I think just honor and respect are just so important in a relationship. Is this person making you want to be a better person? Like, are they bringing out the best in you and vice versa? 
I think it's so important to, again, you don't need to find the perfect person, but I think if you're dating intentionally or you're dating for marriage, you really want to find somebody who you can go on this journey of life where you're constantly just pushing each other to be better. And do they accept correction when they're falling short? Are they quick to receive feedback? Are they quick to be aware of their wrongs. All of those things I think are so important. So again, I can't like, I don't think either of us can make that list for you, but I do believe when you know yourself and you know your worth, you know the love that you're worthy of. Mm -hmm. And that is something we just so want to encourage that you just do not compromise on and you uphold those values. Yes. And I think One thing I want to mention on this, especially as the single one (laughs) on this podcast is I think looking at my dating experiences and also looking at my friends dating life and just like the way I hear people, single people talk about dating is there's so much language around, oh, dating sucks or like it's so hard out here and it's just men suck or whatever or girls suck I just like always hear such negativity but you are also at fault if you are accepting that type of pursuit because to what to the quote that you read which I love we accept the love that we think we deserve and so that is something to evaluate in yourself are you idolizing and desiring a relationship so deeply that you are willing to compromise your standards and you're willing to lower your expectations just so you can be pursued or just so you can be going on dates. Because if you are willing to compromise what you really want, just at the expense of hoping that you'll end up in a relationship or hoping that you'll go on a second, third, fifth date with this guy, then that's something to evaluate within yourself. And maybe it's not the fact that dating sucks or that it's always so hard maybe it's the fact that you're accepting less than what you actually want because you actually don't believe that you deserve the love that you're hoping for so something to evaluate within yourself which i know can can sound kind of harsh and there are instances of course where it's like dating is just it's tough and you do sometimes just go on dates with the wrong people but I think there's opportunity even in dating to be pursued really well because that's the standard in which you're holding. So point number five is we connect over text or DM versus in person. Oh my gosh, the digital age, we all live in it. I mean, that's, you're listening to us right now. So there's such a praise (laughs) for that. But I think in our day and age, especially with dating apps, which we won't really get into that so much with this topic or this point, but I think there's so much instant connection and instant gratification that we are able to just connect with people through text, through Instagram DM, that so often we kind of like take the fun away of getting to know someone in person because we're doing so much of it through text. And something that I really emphasize in my own dating life is I try to keep texting to a very minimal amount when I'm seeing someone. And the reason why is not because I'm not excited about this person and not because I want to not remain connected with this person. I do. But I want to preserve conversation, questions, getting to know someone for when I'm in the presence of that person. I want to 
hear their voice in Flucked when they're sharing something they're really excited about. I want to, you know, hear how they describe what their favorite color is. I want to hear them tell me about their mom or their dad or whatever we're talking about, the vacation that they recently went on. I want to know as minimal details as possible over text because I think that really does rob us of an opportunity to connect more in person. And I think so much of the getting to know one another and the pursuit is now done and kind of concealed behind a text message or behind a DM that when we are in the presence of a person, we're like, well, now what is there to talk about? And so that's why I cannot encourage enough be really sacred with the questions you're asking over text. Ask, ask yourself before you text or ask yourself before you DM, is this the conversation that you could see yourself getting excited about having in person? Is this a question that would be better suited for in person? If so, you can even text that of like, there's so many things I want to ask you about, but I'm going to save it for when I see you next. I think that's a beautiful thing because it also makes you so excited to see that person and to think of all the conversations you get to have with them. And also the last thing I'll mention on DMs, especially for my ladies and for my men out there that might be listening, is reminding yourself that someone affirming you just through an Instagram DM could be such a beautiful thing and such a thing to receive. But also it is such a bare minimum because it's still once again, the concept of you are hiding your affection or you're hiding this conversation or you're hiding this intimacy behind a screen. And that is an intimacy that let's be honest, like anyone can say a nice comment. Anyone can say something sweet over text or over DM, but to be able to be in the presence of a person who's capable of telling you that to your face, Mm -hmm. that's a whole different story. And that is an opportunity you don't want to miss out just because you're so fixated on what they're giving to you through a screen that you are assuming this person's character is like out of this world when in person, they're not able to follow through. So save things for in person and evaluate through that lens versus just through the lens of your texting life. That is not the most important part of your relationship. I promise. (laughs) I love that you mentioned that because for all of my single girlfriends, I feel like it's so normal that they'll send me screenshots and they're like analyzing these texts Mm -hmm. or they're like, okay, our in-person wasn't great, but like he's so sweet over text. And I'm I just feel like you cannot judge off of text. I completely no. agree that keep it to the absolute bare minimum. If you have to, even calling, I think is better. I'm like, you should only really be texting to make plans or once you know you're far into a relationship. Because mm-hmm. I just think it can be so deceiving. And I think it's so easy to find fault or to find praise towards that person based on their message. Like I can read something and perceive it however I want, however I'm feeling in that moment. So I can perceive it through insecurity or I can perceive it and make that person seem better than they actually are. So I just feel like it can be so deceiving. Yeah, so agree. This brings us to mistake number six, which is you get excited too soon slash you're not guarding your heart in the dating process. We have all been here like a hundred percent. This has been me. A million percent, doesn't it? <laughs> you go on one date and you are already pulling up your Pinterest board for the mm. wedding. You're planning your kids' names. You're like planning that your is- summer. <laughs> summer romance. 
It is so, I mean, that is just so normal. I think it's just our human experience to just get super excited about somebody. And that's awesome. It's amazing if the first date or second date was that great that you are so excited. But that is where I just truly believe our our emotions can just be so deceiving in those moments. And I think it's, again, really risky just because it's easy to overlook their character. I think we can just let the excitement and the fun of dating overshadow what it actually is intended for. Going back to just the idea of discovery and truly getting to know who this person is at their core. I also feel like when we get too excited, it's really easy to fall for a version of them that, again, we just don't know them well enough to actually evaluate if this idea and these plans and this future that we're seeing in our head, if it's actually based on facts and truly who they are or if it's based on who we want them to be. So I just think it's an area we have to be so careful and so discerning in. I so agree. And I I think to that, it's so often, and I know I have been so guilty of it, even guilty to the extent that I'm sure the ladies out there can relate to. Like you see a handsome man at church or on the street and you're like, oh my gosh, like what if we talked and blah, blah, blah. And your just mind just spirals and you're just thinking miles ahead. Whereas you literally may never go on a date with this guy or you may. It's just like, it's not what your, your brain is creating it out to be. And that's where I cannot encourage enough the not guarding your heart point Ladies and gents out there, if you're listening, guarding your heart is just so incredibly important when it comes to dating. And I know it is our human tendency, and I so fiercely believe both men and women do this, where we go on a great day or a couple dates, and we are just jumping ahead. We're thinking of, like we said, the rest of the summer or fall or future trips or this is that and what the relationship will look like. But I think that is such a detriment when we don't try our very best, even if it's so imperfect, to guard our hearts. Because I think what we're doing is really setting ourselves up for such failure and for deeper disappointment in the event that it doesn't work out. And I think that's what happens so often as we go on one spectacular date or we have a couple good conversations and suddenly you've assigned this trustworthiness of this person's character when in reality do not be deceived even though that's so hard to say do not be deceived too quick because you still do not know this person you still do not know or have evidence of the patterns of this person the patterns of their communication the patterns of their pursuit their patterns of the words that they choose towards you or the patterns in their actions like it's still it's still all just so new and you're still kind of learning and discovering this person that if you are not careful to guard your heart, you can attach yourself to one good thing they do without the repetition and the pattern of who they are. And then suddenly when things start not working out or their communication starts lacking or they're not 
you know, doing that one thing that you loved in the beginning, you're so attached to this idea of who they were in the beginning that in reality, that's not true. That's not actually who they are. That's not actually their character long term. But we're so attached to this one idea that to what Marissa said, it's like we're holding on to this false hope and this false potential of this person and what could be a relationship. And you're not actually seeing things rightly. You're actually just creating narratives in your head. And so that's where just really encourage you guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart, and not only do it on behalf of yourself, but especially if you are someone who's dating intentionally like myself, dating with the intention of getting married and thinking about my future husband before I even meet him. I guard my heart, not just for the sake of myself and my emotions, but also like I'm guarding my heart for the sake of my future husband. I want to keep conversations on preserve for when I meet him, not necessarily when I marry him, but like when I know that I'm with the right person, I want to keep levels of just emotional intimacy so sacred for when it is a trustworthy person to have those conversations with, when it is a safe space for me to open up parts of my heart or my history or my life story with. And I think for myself, that's what keeps me really level-headed and keeps me guarding my heart a little bit more. So that can be any encouragement to any listeners out there. I just really deeply encourage you to consider the same. And it may not come natural. It may be a little hard to evaluate, especially in the moment while you're on a date. But do your best because it will protect you long term. So jumping into point or mistake number seven has two parts. You share too much, but you also might be sharing too little. So the sharing too much point is kind of going with this narrative of what we're speaking about in dating. I think it's really easy when we get so excited about someone so quick that we just kind of think that they deserve every single part of our lives, our hearts, our history, our family, our everything. And you might just be sharing too much too soon. And the reason why that can be a problem is when you kind of unlock that emotional intimacy and you start inviting someone to receive your heart in that way, but also to speak into the depths of you in that way, that's when we can just get too attached to the idea of a person when, like I said previously, you don't know yet if this person's trustworthy. You don't know if this person's actually going to hold sacred the parts of you that you're opening up about. You also don't know if they're like deserving just point blank of all of you, of your story, of the things that bring you joy and the things that also sadden you. Like those are parts of you to open up discerningly with time and not just like all at once. And I think for myself, like you can you can dance with being vulnerable and open but also being respectfully guarded and protected knowing that certain conversations or certain topics that's a good one certain topics are only reserved for someone who's proven themselves trustworthy and deserving of those conversations and i I've seen in myself in the past and I've seen in friends in the past of ways we've opened up chambers of our hearts like on a first date, like like just being really honest, like talking about sex or talking about previous partners or talking about family. Like there's a time and place, be discerning and be in the moment of like you can choose as you will of what to talk about on a first date, but I just have seen 
in my life and in friends' life, when we open up really emotionally intimate chambers of our heart too soon on a first date, it can kind of blow up in your face. And something I ask myself is like, does this person deserve to know this part of me? Probably not, not because they're not a good person, but they don't know me and I don't know them. So why would I trust a stranger with this information if I'm not even telling this to a friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that is where sharing too much can really hurt you. But also in the uh, on the other hand is sharing too little can also be a detriment of yourself. And I know everyone has such different stories with dating, with relationships specifically with romantic relationships but something that I do encourage if you've been on a few dates with this person and you are wanting to kind of get to know this person better sometimes the best thing you can do is share and go places emotionally that you feel really uncomfortable to go to because I think when we share too little we're actually robbing the person the opportunity of actually showing us their character, Mm -hmm. actually showing us how they respond to us emotionally. How does this person like hold you, not physically, but emotionally when you're sharing something that's really hard for you? How do they encourage you? How do they listen? How do they receive it? Are they able to meet you and love you in the way that you need? And I know that love is like a really big word and it can kind of be a word that we reserve when we're in love with with someone, but also the way that someone responds to you is an extension of the love that they would be capable of giving you. So when you're not sharing enough and you're not inviting into deeper conversations or deeper parts of you, and you're just kind of riding the wave of it just being fun and games or not games, but fun and light, you're not, you're still not evaluating this person rightly. So that's where sharing too little could really rob you the opportunity of seeing who this person really is because without knowing how they respond to you, when you're speaking on something you're passionate about or something that broke your heart this week or something that was hard or something you need encouragement in, you can't really rightly evaluate who this person would be to you and if this person would be of value to you. So sharing too little can be a not good thing, but also sharing too much. That's hard. They're two extremes, but you have to meet somewhere in the middle. I love that you mentioned that because that was actually something I remember struggling with when I first started dating my husband was just the sharing too little. And I think, again, if you're like new to the dating process, like I was, I think a signal for that, because at the time I didn't even realize I was doing it until it was pointed out much later and much after the fact, I think evaluate those moments of vulnerability in the relationship and those moments of emotional intimacy. And if they're just based on the other person being vulnerable and the other person providing space for emotional intimacy and you're just being a listening ear, but you're never meeting them where they're at, I think that can be such a signal that they've proven to be safe and they're being open with me, but I'm actually not being as open with them, I think that can be a missed opportunity. So just a little tip I have if you lean a little more introverted or maybe you've been hurt in the past and so it it keeps you a little more guarded where you're too guarded, that can be one little thing I would suggest. And then moving on to mistake number eight is we play games slash we overthink what we should say, when we should text back, 
all of those things. And I know Bree and I are so passionate about this one because we, when it comes to relationships and communication specifically, we are so direct. And I think when you hear the word direct, it often has like a negative connotation, but it's not being direct in the sense of like aggressive or like coming on too strong, but rather really just leading with clarity. So when we're communicating, we're trying to be so clear, so transparent so that there are no games. There's no room for them to misinterpret where we're at, how we're feeling, what we're trying to say. I just think it's so important that the moment you start overthinking those things or you start kind of like trying to tease with them, like they text you back late, so then you decide you're going to do the same. It's giving them permission to engage in these games that are really just not healthy. And they're just going to make it challenging to lay a healthy, safe foundation for the relationship. So I would just say, like, try to be as direct as you can. And something that I had just written down was being direct does not make the right person leave. It makes the wrong person leave sooner than they would have had you not been direct. So when you're communicating with clarity, the right person is going to so appreciate that, even if it is, you know, maybe like a little jarring or maybe even a little unexpected. Again, you're trying to see if they can meet you at that place and communicate with clarity back, whereas the wrong person, they're going to end up leaving regardless. So you can play games for a little bit, make it last a little bit longer, but you're honestly just wasting your own time and their time. So I just am such a believer that you just have to tell the person where you're at and you just have to be so clear with them. I so agree. and I think. Even just on like to break it down, I think something I see so many of like my girlfriends do and I've done as well of like even when you're texting a guy back and you're like, what do I say? And I'm always like, what are you thinking? Like, say what you're thinking. Like there's it doesn't have to be this complicated thing. There's not not a right or wrong way to respond to someone like I always say whatever you're thinking, text that back, whatever you're feeling say it as it is and if they can't receive it bye like (laughs) no big deal like that is more of a sign on them than it is on you Mm -hmm. and if you're finding yourself overthinking every single text you're saying and like what marissa said if you're taking a long time to respond because you want them to desire you more because that's what they did towards you it's like That is just a big red flag in the sky that there are games being played and you shouldn't feel that way with someone like you, you don't want to be overthinking every text you're saying to someone all the time or always having to seek counsel from someone else of how to respond in a flirty way or how to do this. It's like, it should just be easy. You should not be thinking about it that much. (laughs) Because ultimately, this is what I will always say in dating. I want somebody to fall in love with the most honest and authentic version of me because that is who they are marrying. So if you're building almost this facade or walking on such like 
scarce ground, you're really kind of setting them up to fall in love with a false sense of who you are. So I, yeah, I so feel for you if you're in that place because it can be so tempting, but I just know in the long run, it's going to protect you so much more if you can just be as clear as possible. So mistake number nine is that we start putting our worth in how this person feels about us and how they are pursuing us. I think it's so important with dating before you even get to the part where you're going on dates is just to evaluate, are you in an emotionally healthy place to be dating? And what I mean by that is, are you fully secure in who you are as an individual apart from anybody else in your life, apart from your relationship status, apart from even the things you have? Are you at your core satisfied and filled up in your identity and you know exactly who you are? And this kind of connects back to the point of accepting the love you feel like you deserve. It is just so important that you know who you are so you can know what you deserve. And so I know we have a whole, one of our first episodes was on identity. And I think that's such a great starting ground to just evaluate. Do I know who I am? Am I secure in my identity? Because you want to approach a relationship from being so full and being 100%. And you want somebody else to meet you at that place at their 100% so that you guys can come together and build this beautiful life together so that you can get to know each other in their entirety. So I think it's so important to just take that time and make sure that you know who you are so that when you're dating, you don't lose yourself and you don't start to attach your happiness or your identity into how this person is making you feel. Whether they're the right person or wrong person, I think it just can be so dangerous the moment we depend on them for that happiness, for that sense of self. Mm. Yeah, I think the moment that you find yourself measuring how good of a day is according to how much you're communicating with this person or the things that they're saying towards you or, you know, the affirmation or the compliments or the dates, if you are measuring the success of your day, of your week and the worth of yourself according to the frequency that someone is texting you or in contact with you or affirming you, then that's where you can very quickly identify that you have put your worth into someone else's hands. And that will be the detriment of you, especially in dating, especially when things don't work out, especially when maybe rejection is something that you face or something that you extend to someone else. You need to really be so weary if you are starting to put your worth in the hands of someone else because that will crush you that will defeat you and that's not to say that when it doesn't work out it's not discouraging it still is even if you have done your absolute best to not put your identity into someone else it's still a disappointment and that still takes the moment to kind of release and shake off from yourself but I've found for myself that that disappointment or that sting or that you know not working out dating experience doesn't affect me to my core, does not make me question my worth literally at all because I didn't put my worth or my value in the hands for someone else to evaluate for me. I'm already secure of what that is independent of anyone telling me that. And so in a dating pursuit, even when a man is 
affirming me and complimenting me. I can receive that and I can be grateful for that. But that's not the first time I'm hearing those things. Like I first and foremost believe and see and uphold my gifts and my standards and my value in my own hands to then extend and offer someone in dating. But I don't need someone to tell me (laughs) those things. Like I know those things first. And so, yeah, that's just something to really evaluate within yourself. If you feel like your emotions are a roller coaster when you're going on dates with someone, just, yeah, evaluate where your worth is lying and also evaluate maybe the person you're going on dates with. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to our last and final mistake, which is we feel hopeless when it doesn't work out. And I know you're touching on this a little bit. Yeah. So something I always say, I say to myself, because I need the encouragement and the reminder. And I also say to all my friends who are still dating and looking for their significant other is that it's not meant to always work out because it's only meant to happen one time. It's only meant to work out once. And so reminding yourself that it is actually a praise. All the times that it doesn't work out is a praise because it really is leading you one step closer to the person that is actually for you. I could evaluate the last seven years of my singleness, which sounds like such a long time, as such a failure if I was just evaluating it through the lens of relationships. But I don't perceive it that way and I don't feel hopeless even despite being single for so long. If anything, I've allowed every dating experience I've had along the way and every dating experience that has not led to a relationship because I have not been in a relationship in seven years. It's been literally so long and I don't view it as a failure at all, like not even an ounce of anything. I view it as such a success. And I have so much hope for when I'm going to meet my husband because of all of the dating experiences I've gone on and because of all of the dates that didn't work out and didn't end up in a relationship, but taught me so much, made me learn so much about myself, learn so much about what I want, learn so much about characters and qualities that exist in wonderful men that aren't for me to date, but just have shown me that these qualities exist in in another human being that I don't feel hopeless even despite my track record of singleness and even despite all of the dates I've gone on that haven't worked out. And so that's what I want to encourage the single person out there who is listening. Don't allow a failed dating experience or a track record of failed dating experiences to make you feel hopeless and make you feel like there's no future out there for you or to make you feel like dating is hard or that it's all bad or the person that you are longing for doesn't exist. If anything, allow it to make you persist forward and make you that much more hopeful that the right person does exist because this didn't work out because you remember that it only has to work out once it's not meant to work out 10 times it's not meant to work out three times it's meant to work out one time and so when you hang on to the hope that it's only meant to work out once and because of that it's actually protection that these other relationships aren't working out it for myself speaking provides me so much hope in the dating world. So those are our 10 mistakes that you may be making in dating that we have definitely made in dating. And that is why we were so passionate about sharing these mistakes with you today and hopefully encouraging you if you are in the middle of any of them. 
And just kind of speaking life over dating. It doesn't have to be this daunting thing. It doesn't have to be this discouraging thing. There is so much beauty in the process. So we hope and pray that this encouraged you today. And we're so excited to jump into the ending section of this episode, which is our love note. Okay, so of course I had to make this dating themed. So we are going to do Would You Rather First Date Edition. Mm. Okay, so would you rather for your first date go hiking and on a picnic or a fancy dinner and a movie? Mm. Hiking and a picnic for me. (laughs) Which is funny because I did go on a first date that was a hiking and a picnic, and it was a great first date. I just love, like, something outdoorsy, something that's, like, not... I feel like a fancy date is kind of so serious on a first date, and I I mean, it's so fun. I love that. But I'm definitely more of an outdoorsy and, like, picnic girl. I feel like I made this because I was thinking of that oh, one you date. were? <laughs> I feel like that was a subconscious thing. That's so funny. It was a great date. If he's listening. <laughs> um, I actually think, not that I want a fancy dinner, but I actually might do a dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And that is because on a first date specifically, I love to just like sit across from somebody like eye to eye and have that contact and just be so focused on what they're saying. And I almost feel like with a hike, it's like... There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, like I think it's so much fun and I would love that for like even a second or a third date. But I really just love sitting down and talking to somebody for a first date. I love that. You see, that's why I like hiking because you can you can get kind of distracted by the nature. You're like, oh, there's a bird. <laughs> it's really <laughs> nothing to say. You're like, oh... Or like you're out of breath and you're just both silent because you're out of yeah. breath. I love that. That's actually a good point. I'm like, if the date's not going well, I would much rather be on a hike and a right. picnic. You're you like, still just can have a good time. You just run away. I feel you like run you- through the field. <laughs> Jump off the cliff into the ocean. See you later. Okay, the second one is, this is kind of a dating disaster, but... Of the two, would you rather accidentally be 30 minutes late to the date or have food stuck in your teeth for the entirety of the date and you don't realize till the end because he doesn't say anything? (laughs) If he was a man that didn't tell me, you're done. You were literally done. I feel like, gosh, it depends on how much food, like... It's like bad. <laughs> Honestly, I would just be like, whatever, it's stuck in my teeth, like I'm a human being. Yeah. I'd be more pissed that he didn't tell me. But I think if it's like a, like bad, like super mega stuck in my teeth, maybe being 30 minutes late and just like, of course, communicating. Like, hey, I'm running late. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't know. What would you say? I was going to say the food in your teeth just because oh, I feel like horrible. that's normal. But yeah. if it was something mellow, like if we were just catching sunset or something, I'm like being 30 minutes late wouldn't be that big of no. a deal. It depends but, on what it is. Yeah, I'd feel bad if he went out of his way to really plan something. That's I true. would feel so bad being late, especially like first I impression. I just true. wouldn't want that to be. No, that'd be horrible. So I'll take the... I'll receive the pain and just have food in my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just human anyways, too, you know? Yeah. 
Um, okay, next one is, would you rather have, again, a dating horror situation? Oh, no. Would you rather have the person you're on the date with not stop talking and not asking you any questions oh. about yourself? Or they don't talk at all and they only give one word answers if you ask them something. I would say non-stop talking because I'm a good listener and I, I can honestly like listen all day long and engage all day long to hype someone up. But in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, you're done. After <laughs> yeah. But if he was giving one word answers, then that means I would be doing all the talking and that's also exhausting. So I'd rather be listening. Yeah, because I'm like, at least at that point, I could probably enjoy the date. Like, definitely not getting a second one. Yeah. I could eat all my food because he's talking the yeah. whole time. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> You're like, yep. I just keep ordering food and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the one word, oh gosh, I could not sustain. That would end I real would quick. literally cry. I would <laughs> Okay, last one is, this one's so random, but... And again, no context. There's no explanation for either of these. Would you rather have the guy show up to the nice dinner that he booked in board shorts and sandals or a cowboy hat and cowboy boots? And no, he wasn't coming from the beach. And no, he wasn't coming from a rodeo. No. No. (laughs) I was going to say, well, if he's coming from like a sunset surf, maybe like it's fine. I would literally cry at both of them. I don't know. I feel like my default is like, because I'm from Texas, I think someone showing up in cowboy boots and a hat is more of like what I used to see. So maybe that one. But now that I live in California, I feel like my brain is so California that part of me is like, I (laughs) I could accept the board shirts and the flops, but... I think, I don't know, this is really painful for me. I'm just like envisioning this happening to me and being so mortified. I don't know. I can't even choose. I feel like the cowboy would be a funny story. Like it would be fun to just, I feel like I would just automatically kind of be laughing. Yeah. But I actually feel like I would choose the board shorts and sandals just because I'm such a casual person that I- And it's such a California thing too. Yeah. Like here it's like, you actually would see a guy at a nice dinner in totally. sandals and board shorts. I would cry. I feel like on the first day. Honestly, I've done something like that, or like I'm sure my yeah. husband and I have. So I'm like, oh, I could, I can justify that one. Like that makes sense. Yeah, to me. I wouldn't be embarrassed by him. Yeah, maybe if we were like elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be embarrassed if we were like dating or like a couple dates in, and I knew I got the memo too. I'm like. Sweats and, sweats and a t-shirt I'm in like you know <laughs> but if I'm like sitting there so dressed up and he's wearing that I'd be like oh my gosh I think it's sad too if it's a first date because you're like oh like do you not care Care? yeah <laughs> yeah so they're both pretty rough but yeah the cowboy hat I mean yes I have Texas roots but I feel like that also kind of makes you cringe a little bit like not cringe that's yeah. a bad word just because I just couldn't imagine that happening It would be here. jarring. It would be different here. <laughs> I do not see anybody in a cowboy no. hat. There would have to be a good explanation. Yeah, good. <laughs> good, good, good. You literally just got off the plane from Texas. Yes. And you just bought it. Or Colorado. Line dancing. Yeah. Like you're a professional fun. line dancer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, those are all of our would you rathers. 
We hope you guys found this episode valuable. We are just so praying that your dating experience goes better than these ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and we just are thinking of you guys and wishing you all of the best. So we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at With Love Always Podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Bree and Marissa.